Hello, and welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, a show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. I am Jordan, and with me is Luke. Hello to you, Luke. Excuse my my sigh there at the beginning. It was unintentional. Uh, it's just a, it's a it's bad timing. I'm also really bored time. with this show, but other than that, it's it's just normal. <laughs> it was an accident, guys. Also, never want to do this show ever again. Um, also, I hate everything about what I'm doing. <laughs> Good to see you too, Jordan. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, my uh, my wife sighs a lot, and it's it sounds bad. Me saying that sounds really bad, but it's like she's always been that way. She'll just like yeah. ex- express whatever, and sometimes she's not expressing anything. And, it, and at first, it was very much like what. She's like, oh, <laughs> sorry, no, nothing. <laughs> Very uh, upsetting at first. I feel like it's a product of being tired a lot for me. Yeah, just got to let it out. Uh, <laughs> working at home, man, it's a, it's no holds bars, man. There's no one around to hear me. I yeah. sneeze like it's nobody's so listening. Oh, yeah. So different. I'm sitting here. I'm like, ah, and if I'm like annoyed, I'll be like, ah. <laughs> no one's here to be like, what? so you think you like it better? There's I gotta mean, be I, good and bad, right? Yeah. It's good. good and bad. I like it enough. Better is what I'll, yeah. I'll what I'll yeah. say. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, is it wholly better? No. Right. There, there's things about, well, you're very much a people person too. So that's gotta right. be like, for the listeners, Jordan is one of the most extroverted people I know. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. I, I'm pretty extroverted. I'm pretty extroverted. I've toned it down substantially over the past probably five toned years. It I've toned it down. It's not a disease, my friend. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> you but extrovert all you want. I'm don't certainly extroverted. Tell you otherwise. But before I was like every night, let's do something. Let's go. Yeah. You know, but now I am. Yep. Now I yeah. <laughs> For real. <laughs> now these days I'm I, I'm I definitely like hanging out with people, but you're a hermit. Yeah. I gotta yeah. have my time. I slept you're an extroverted you're a hermit. I got it. I slept so long <laughs> on Sunday afternoon. Like after I got done with church stuff, I think I slept for like three hours. Mm. Like during in the middle of the day. Isn't that a weird thing? It's a dream. It's a dream. Yeah. Sorry, Ben. Um I'll, I'll, go. I'll, I'll meet you there soon enough. But like uh <laughs> when I was woke up it was just otherworldly i was like what in the world when you sleep yeah, too long in the awesome. middle of the day it's it's crazy it's good though it's good, it is though. good it's a good alternative to constant exhaustion just being just consistently being tired yeah yeah i've noticed i don't know if it's been more recently but like i wear my apple watch and i've been getting thirteen thousand steps like at least every day Oh, wow. The other day I had like 18,000 steps. It's like, no wonder I'm so tired. You're stepping. I'm just doing all my steps. You are stepping, boy. Fantastic. Well, let's go ahead and uh, jump right into it about what we've been watching slash playing slash listening to. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, it done. So I do have uh, something I've uh, I've been listening to. It's not substantial like you know it's nice when you have like an entire album or like discover an artist for the first time i kind of have a little bit of both like uh there's this band that um i like quite a bit but i I wish one day that we recommended the same band on the same week on accident that'd be awesome maybe maybe it's today (laughs) who knows probably not but um 
Yeah. So, but I feel like this band is just now like coming into their own. Do you ever get that feeling where it's like, oh, I like their more recent stuff. Like, and so they yeah. like released this single, I guess. And it was only two songs on it, but I love this stuff. This stuff is great. Um, the band is called Beach Bunny. That's the band. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, Fire Escape is this uh, little single that has just two songs on it. One okay. called Fire Escape, the other called Oxygen. And, you know, it, it's not like there's not really too much to say. It's just, I think, a solid rock band. That's it. You know, it, it, there's, it's you've not, said enough. I've said enough. Say um, less. <laughs> check it out. Or cool. less. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. How about you, man? <laughs> I didn't really mean that. I just, I, I literally, I can't help but joke in everything I say. It's a sickness. I'm it's sorry. two songs. I don't really know how much more I can say either, but I, I'm interested for them to come out with two more songs on this little single. I mean, they okay. have a lot on more. the new one. Okay. Yeah, they have a I lot. I just listened more. to like the most featured one. Okay. Right. So right. Fire Escape and Oxygen. Okay. Fire Escape and Oxygen. Right. Okay. Those made me like really excited about what they're going to come out with because female led rock group. Yeah. Female led rock group. Very often. No, especially not like cool. this. Usually when you see them, there's a real pop bent to them. I don't know why yeah. that is. I, I guess yeah. people feel like, like a uh, Haim. Yeah. Like Haim. Exactly. Very they're, they're poppy. More, yeah. It's like poppy a poppy, rock. poppy rock yeah. Eden yeah. kind of thing. It's, it's rare when yeah, they're more one. punky. These yeah. guys beat or these ladies beat. Yeah. Funny. Yeah, there's a little punk bend to it. Uh, it's it's good. Yeah, little Paramore, yeah, sound there. Um, they're good. I'm gonna listen to this. I'm listening to it right now. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna listen to it right now. So, uh, I guess because I've been listening to a lot of this like really relaxing, like chill indie oh, stuff, I've been getting a lot of this recommendations. So this guy is a uh, Dylan Withrow. Um, it's D I L L A N. And Withrow, W-I-T-H-E-R-O-W. And it's featuring Josh Jacobson. <clears throat> now, I don't know who either one of those guys are, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. just so you know where to go to find this. And the song's called Light On. Um, it's his like top song when you go to Dylan Withrow's page. And I really like this Light On song. It's very mellow and then kind of emo chorus. And he has this like kind of low gravelly way of singing um i don't know a lot of character in the way he sings with some falsetto thrown in there as well but it kind of starts slow before it like gets into the song so this is good yeah i like that you're into like chill indie this is very much that yeah i am into that i'm gonna very much into very much that that way i like that voice Almost like studying music, I feel like a little bit like yeah, yeah, or work so. in our case, <laughs> right? Study right. your work, uh, exactly. But no, that, that sounds awesome. Uh, you like any of his other stuff, or just the? the... I I haven't listened to other. It, it was uh, I think it was the Discover Weekly thing. Nah, I just yeah. you know, you know, I kind of I try to listen to the whole. I, I really I try to listen to all thirty of the songs that it recommends each week. I'll just put it on and play it while I'm doing something and then I'll just kind of heart stuff while I'm or maybe release radar. I think those are kind of my two discover weekly or release radar. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Some good stuff. Good stuff indeed. Awesome. Tell me about your watching plan, Jordan. We'll watch a few interesting things here and there. There's some new shows that have come out that I think are definitely worth talking about. I've got some stuff to say about uh, both of them. Um, so I've watched the the uh, first. Uh, is everything right? You okay? Hey, I'm podcasting. Yeah, I'm good. I'm sure cool. I just watched my dog Mark down the hallway from me. Freaking dog. Wow. <laughs> um i uh i watched the first two episodes of the halo tv sh- series and uh which is where they are right now there, there's only two episodes to be had i think those are the, the most uh, so uh, caught up i guess you could say um yeah you know i i got a few things to say wow, about i've it. been on mute this whole time while i've been talking i'm sorry um <laughs> oh what'd you say yeah i uh I actually watched the first episode as well, and uh, that's a that's a statement right there. I, I forgot to put it on my list. Yeah, so I think you can kind of guess where that's headed. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, it's like there's. Hear your thoughts, and then I'll share mine. Okay, <laughs> I mean, so first off, I don't think it's like bad. Like, I really don't think it's like watching it. I, I'm just, I'm not like. There's nothing striking me as being like this is a bad show. But I think it's pretty mediocre. And um, also, there's a few things that I'm like, you know, I we I shared this article with you, and this is article is being passed around the internet. How about the how like the creators like didn't really care to, or the director or writer, whichever one, didn't really care to watch or play watch any of the Halo stuff or play any shocking of the games. revelation. Right, right, just shocking. And and, <laughs> and, and like there's. A few things which like I I knew going into it that like oh I think uh, Master Chief's probably gonna take his helmet off and obviously that right they away actually is, said that before the show right, came out right and I, I had no idea like how much or how often but like something that bothered me already is like I love Master Chief's voice I think uh Steve Downs like he's it's that's such a good voice. Like he's amazing. He has so much gravity. And and to not hear that voice coming from Master Chief, it feels like wrong almost. Like it feels like that's in a way, it was like, oh well, that doesn't really feel like Master Chief. And then like it's doubly weird than when he takes his helmet off and you just see this guy. Like it, it it's very strange. Yep. And it gets worse like luke i mean you haven't gotten to the second episode yet and you may never get to the second episode but he's out of that helmet pretty much the entire episode and he's out of the armor pretty much the entire second episode he's just kind of i'll just do a quick barrage of my opinion here with that part i wouldn't be surprised if he was completely naked coming out of the water like in the witcher (laughs) that's this kind of show i mean yeah and and the thing is probably won't but I wouldn't yeah, be surprised if know, he did. I don't know. I wouldn't, he might. Um, <laughs> he really might. But like, it also at is least the, in a very tight suit. <laughs> it's one thing too. He his personality is wrong too. His personality is also wrong. He freaks out in the second episode. He has like a he loses his temper and he like screams at someone. 
like the like master chief like basically keeps his cool like almost all the time and, and it's like the funny thing is like people would look at this sort of thing and be like oh well you can't have a show like that the mandalorian <laughs> excuse me the mandalorian has, has taken his helmet off sure and he's not master chief for one but he's more master chief than but this master chief until the end of the entire series yeah not immediately no, wait wasn't it the end of the second season um am i remembering right he took it, it off at the, the end of the first season at the end it? of the first season but barely you could barely even see him and then like you got a better look at him like in the second season like twice once or twice and it's like brief <laughs> moments and they had reasons for it and like it, it's like obviously in this one it's just off it's just like once he takes it off he's just like i'll just take it off whenever you know it's fine it, it's it seems so nerdy to be like talking about this and be like well does that really matter it, it kind of does like the character master chief and getting them right matters i mean like people hmm. i i think he is i was talking about this during the when we were talking about halo infinite i like master chief as a character he's a good character uh, it's not just the lore it's not just the shooting i like master chief and for him them to like be like okay there are certain things in the show that do feel halo-ish but they got master chief really wrong that that is just really annoying to me and um it's unfortunate. Um, again, I mean, like this story that they're doing right now, honestly, isn't the worst. Like I, if they did some of these things a little bit more right, I wouldn't really have a problem with this uh, so far, <laughs> at least two episodes in with like kind of what they're doing. You know, like I see what they're doing. That seems fine to me. It seems fine. But the execution is just not great. It's not great. I mean, it, it feels cheaper than I'd want it to. And I get having a show like this is hard as a TV show, but we just see it done so often that seeing this kind of look closer to sci-fi channel TV show than it does like a Disney plus show is, you know, it's a little disappointing. This entire show is woefully disappointed and it's ill-planned <laughs> and the story is a mess and it's not Halo in any way and Master Chief in no way is Halo. Um, they completely ruined any goodwill they had because of the whole showdown at the end of episode one where I'm going to just spoil it because I don't give a yeah, rip don't about care show. Either, really. um, Master ahead. Chief is on the run from the entire UNSC because he's disobeyed an order and He's having flashbacks of a family that doesn't exist in the game lore. Um, so in every way that they could possibly have messed this up, I think they have. Um, the only thing that you could have done worse is just it could have been this cheap, you know, horribly produced with horribly acted, which I will say those things weren't there. Wasn't the worst acting in the world. It was fine. The CGI yeah. was fine on the Covenant. Um, the story could have been fine but i think the way it's laid out um the fact that they led off with this huge thing just makes absolutely no sense right I, it is a weird way to start i, I was so frustrated it? by the end of the episode you know there were there were interesting things along the way but i think this is a complete travesty to one of my beloved franchises and 
I'm just so frustrated because I've I've been burned over and over again with these Halo Entertainment properties, right. and this is just another example of how I think the the truth of it is we just have to face that Master Chief doesn't work on the screen, and we just need to stop trying. That would be my vote. And I don't think that's ever really going to happen. I think there's going to continue to be these attempts to do Halo, whether it's in TV show format or maybe even a movie one day. Right. But honestly, I really think unless someone just has some crazy original idea that I just couldn't think of because they're such a visionary, I just don't think it's ever going to work. He just works as a first person shooter action hero. Like he just does. It's, it's, it's just weird how that works. Um, I think a lot of video game characters work really well in movies, but some of them don't. And I think master chief falls in that category. And, you know, I think this show could have been a lot better. It could have been, you know, closer like you said along to mandalorian um if it had been done right but his story is just different than the mandalorian that's why i don't think it'll ever Mm. work it's it's less relatable he's really practically not human you know he borders on not being human right you know he's basically bred (laughs) by you know the unsc to be a killing machine um and to not have any emotion. And that's not at all the way they presented in this show. And that was so frustrating to me. It just, it's not who master chief is. I, I, I don't understand why you make a show called halo, you know, clearly, <laughs> you know, based on the games or clearly yeah. supposedly based on the games. When in reality, they don't seem to be based on the games at all. They're just, <laughs> they're whatever, you know, it's weird. They're not based on the books, they're not based on the games. They're based on some person who talked to, or, you know, some group of people that talked to the developers. I just don't, I don't understand. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? Either be true to a property or understand the property really well, like Game of Thrones, and then do something in the same world alongside. I, I think I'm representing Game of Thrones pretty well in that, where yeah, it's not the books, but it's a lot like the book close enough. Yeah. I haven't read the books, but yeah, I mean, to me, that's an example where they got it really right, but they didn't go exactly the same as the books. And in this case, it sits in this weird split where it's like in no man's land. And yeah. I just don't get it. It just, the, the whole show just perplexes me. I just, at this point, I just don't even understand why it was made. Who, who is it made for? Yeah, what exactly. person is looking for a halo TV show? That has never played Halo. No one. No one cares about Halo unless they are attached to either the games or the books. And and most people, it's going to be the games, obviously. So to alienate that audience right Anyways, I'm starting to ramble, I feel like, but I'm just, I'm so frustrated and I'm not going to watch another episode of this. I just, I'm I'm glad this was free because, you know, I was going to do a trial or whatever, but... (laughs) This is where it kind of bit them in the butt that I think they gave this out free. You know, it's always that like, oh, yeah, we'll get them with the first episode. No, you ruined it in the first episode for me. So, yeah, I I don't think this show, if I was a betting man based on how expensive it is, I don't think it's going to continue after season one. I'm not hearing any positivity towards this show and it's obvious why like if you're if you're wanting sci-fi like just sci-fi you don't care about halo there's much better places (laughs) to look for it's the sci-fi channel i just dinged them i guess talking about their uh production value but from 
what I hear, just the stories that they're telling are high quality and much better than, <laughs> than yeah. this sci-fi, which is just decent. Okay. Whatever sci-fi and for halo fans, obviously major disappointment. And yeah, Luke, God, the first episode, I was like, okay, yeah, this is weird. Let's see what they do. Oh my God. <laughs> it just gets worse. Yeah, and I thought the first episode was really bad. I just right. really didn't and like you it. You would watch the second one and just you wouldn't be able to bear it. it, it it's just not Halo. And to me, when you say something is not what it's supposed to be, that's enough. Right. That's enough to just write the whole thing off. Yeah. I mean, if a movie about Spider-Man came out that didn't represent Spider-Man the way you know Spider-Man, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like you would get up and leave it's like this isn't spider-man i don't want to watch this yeah <laughs> this is about a kid that throws up webs and can't climb buildings like nope that's not spider-man don't want to watch that right well, that's a I, ridiculous I, example but <laughs> it, it's one of those things where you feel like the um it, it just doesn't like what it's uh it doesn't really like the original. You know what I mean? Like people say that sort of thing, but I feel like I like Master Chief. Again, I feel like this is a show that doesn't like Master Chief. That like yep. Yep. And when they go in to be like, oh, we want to see a more human version of Master Chief and they're doing it this way. It's like this, you're taking what is interesting about Master Chief, the whole thing, well, he, the, yeah, he's barely human. And like, he has to like, he says these things and he does these things where people are like, are you kidding me? And then like, he has these moments where he actually has to dig deep to find humanity in there. Instead, you have this where he takes off his helmet immediately and is like beside himself instantly. And, you know, that's fine for another <clears throat> character. This is... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. We can talk about this probably for a long time, but it, major disappointment. And I can't really with the with how they've gone so far. I can't imagine it ever really recovering from this. Like, what what is it going to do? Like, seriously. And so, yeah. And I the mean, problem is, it's probably going to throw the Halo, you know, chance for a Halo proper movie or game, like or movie or TV show, like either out the window or way, way down the road because nobody's going to want to try. It's like you get burned once. It's like, right. It's going to be a while. Why even do it again? It, I was, I couldn't help but think of dread. You know, anytime there's like a helmet situation where someone yeah. can't stop taking, I think of a judge dread with Sylvester Stallone, really cheesy movie people. I kind of like it just because it's so dumb, but it's not judge dread. You know, he takes off his helmet immediately and like they take him out of his element immediately. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous, but then it took several, several years, like 20 years for them to make dread which is a faithful representation of dread where you have Carl Urban never takes his helmet yeah. off and acts like dread is in the city the entire time. And yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe that might happen for halo. And we finally get something that respects the source material enough, respects the source character enough, but yeah, knows? I still, I just don't think, I just don't think it could work. Yeah. That's maybe just not. my opinion. Maybe that's where it ends. And it makes me think like, oh my God, like, don't even do it. Don't like when I think of these characters who are like, well, there's not a ton to work with and they have helmets and stuff like that. It's it's like, you gotta walk a fine line. It's almost like, yeah. huh, how would they, if they were to do a Metroid movie, it's like, 
what would they do? Like, are they going to have just like Samus just out of her armor out and about town and hanging out with people like Master Chief does in episode oh, two? Boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, so I did watch the first episode of Moon Knight. Indeed, I did too. Awesome, great. We're, we're we didn't come together quite on the band that we recommended, but our watching <laughs> uh, list is very. That is similar. a very long shot. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> Two very recent TV shows that um, yeah. really kind of have a good track record. Major with streaming our... services and yeah, huge ad campaign buys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, in short, you know, I really did like Moon Knight, the first episode. What is the first episode, man? I mean, obviously, it's not going to yep. be this long series. It's going to be six episodes. But and so we've watched a pretty decent portion of the series so far, just being this one episode. But yeah, that being said, one sixth. Yeah, one sixth. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed it. I think like they're doing something different here. And it, it kind of does set itself apart in a way. And uh, Oscar Isaac, he's great. I, I, I pretty much always like him. So, um, before I go for any further, what, what did you think? Absolutely loved it. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. This is what I want Marvel to do. This is the direction I want them to head. I want them to get just more artsy, more crazy. Like try different things. It's not all going to work for me. Some of it I may hate, but. Mm-hmm it's fine that's art man but this this is what i wanted this is what the trailer kind of showed it's weird it's very weird but i really like that about it yeah. it's so weird yeah um yeah the flashing thing is just so cool so this is a cool. show i feel like it i feel like it's some original things that other shows could copy in the future right i feel like there's some stuff in here like the way they cut it's like you could tell a story in a new way. Yeah. There's a lot of potential. I mean, they could even they could even do they could go further with what they're doing, you know, if you really wanted to get crazy. But you know, I think I think Marvel is like taking this evolutionary step with this type of storytelling. I'm trying to like say this without like spoil anything. Let's um, just say minor, like minor, okay. minor, not story spoilers, <laughs> but just minor, minor spoilers. Because I do kind of want to explain what I'm trying to say. Because yeah, I think it sounds like I'm being very vague. So he he he's flashing and you're not sure whether he's dreaming whether this is past whether this is present right right i mean we, we make assumptions about how this story is being told but you know we don't know <laughs> this is only the first episode but i think you could tell a story it reminds me of tenet it reminds me of nolan it reminds me of the way he cut his movies a lot um even uh inception uh, reminds me of that a lot where it's like you don't know what, exactly which part of the story this scene is in um and i think that would be so cool like or i guess memento is a really good example right. of that um but i love the like flashes and like even in the middle of a scene flashes to another part and you don't know what happened in between to me that is like the potential for that in future movies is huge um it seems so obvious. I don't know. Maybe other movies have done it and I haven't watched them, but uh, I think I, it's I, think so I cool agree with if you. you could, if you could take a story, like especially an action scene and you could jump over that and then have something super important happen in that one scene. 
and you see all the lead up to it and then it flashes all of a sudden and then you're seeing like the post things and then you see the repercussions late like you could extend it like it, the, the what moon knight is doing is just this you know little like it looks like 30 seconds have passed when he flashes but right man you could do like 30 minutes and then that be the entire movie you retelling like trying to figure out as an audience what happened and then you get little pieces of the flash as he remembers or whatever you know like the potential my mind starts going like i'm not a filmmaker obviously but oh i would love to direct that movie or help help be you know on the artboard team for that movie absolutely i'm so excited i I just i love something new when mm -hmm. i see it like that it's kind of how I got so excited about Kevin can go F himself. Just it was like, wow, this is this is a really original idea. There was a moment where I kind of like leaned forward in my seat. It was during what there's a there's a there's a car chase scene and they do some really awesome things with that flashing that yeah, I mean yeah. there there were similar things in the memento where they flash and like and there's like, he appears in an action scene that he's not sure. They take that and they like do something with it. I've never yeah. seen it before. And I'm like that and is you haven't so seen cool. anybody do it really since Memento, have you? Right. I, mean, I can't think of. There, there'll be like things where it's like I don't remember this part of my life. Like, I think the Prestige maybe did that in that. Um, but it's like I can't remember exactly what happened, and then like you're piecing together what happened. But this, like, I don't know. This is different. Yeah, it, it's. I love it's the like momentous like thing where it's like you pick up Flash, and then you're instantly in the action. That must be so hard to film that, like pick it right up. Oh, so cool. Right. <laughs> Can I say this is one of the most violent, um, like Marvel, Disney Marvel things I've seen. I was like, that, I think it's going to get a lot worse. Probably like that opening uh, shot. I was like, oh, my God, I can't. But one, I can't believe that's in there, Two, I can't believe they opened with that. That is some dark and kind of gruesome stuff for for Disney Marvel. And kudos. I did not expect them to go there. And there's a scene where like uh, a character like his jaw is dislocated. And I was like, it made me go, oh, and I yeah. never had a reaction to, to one of those. Yeah, I was like, oh. Uh, I've never had that, you know, during one of these uh, Disney Marvel shows. And it kind of, you know, it's one of those things where when it comes to the use of of violence, you know, sometimes for me, like there's gratuitous violence and then it just goes overboard where you're just like, well, I I'm numb to it now. But then there's the use of violence where you feel like, well, I feel like anything can happen. I feel like we're not restricted and it makes me feel stakes are higher you know, when, when, when that kind of, with that kind of violence. And I feel like I'm like with this, I'm like, cool. I feel like this character is more, more vulnerable because of that. And I feel like more nervous for him, you know, and I'm really excited where the show's going and I know uh, super happy thing. Yeah. There's so many cool things, so many cool things. And the ideas are cool. The character's good. Like, Honestly, like with a show like this, like in the kind of premise it has, it'd be really easy for you to just not connect one with what's going on and with the character that you're following. But I think it does a really good job with both. And uh, yeah, I don't really have any anything negative to say about it. This uh, the guy who created this, he has not done a lot of live action uh, TV shows or movies. Um He's done video games. He's directed video games. He's b- done a bunch of uh, Lego things. 
hmm. um, video short, animated Union Jack, Harley Quinn. Okay. Harley Young Quinn. Justice. Those are very acclaimed animated shows. So only mean, two episodes on Young Justice. Oh. So. Good on him. Good on Mighty him. Mouse. Mighty Wrote 13 Mouse? episodes on Mighty Mouse back in 87. Was that was so old. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Wrote on uh, Black Panther in 2010 TV miniseries. Oh, wow. Just small stuff. Video game, Injustice Gods Among Us. I guess he's he's credited because I guess he helped create Bane. <laughs> really? He, he created Bane. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. So anytime Bane is, he's just getting credit because of Bane. So he must be an older Damn. gentleman. Um, no kidding. If you worked the Mighty Mouse, he doesn't great. even have a picture on IMDb. Oh, yeah, he was born in '48. So, wow. Yeah, he's 70, 74. Uh, I want to say uh, I really like the villain here. I feel like in a lot of these uh, Marvel shows, like the shows in particular, uh, they haven't. They've done this thing that I feel like is getting old for me. Where it's like you don't, there isn't really a known villain until like the end, until the show is almost over. And I really appreciate the fact that that's probably true. They do a lot of character building before that. Yeah. Right. It's like, here's a a, point. It's like, here's the the heroes doing plot stuff. And you're kind of wondering what's going on, who's behind it. And then you don't, then you get the reveal like towards the end and you have like a little bit of time with the villain to kind of grasp the villain and understand the villain. But here it, it's right at the beginning, and yeah. I really appreciate Thanos that. has been the only one that's really gotten like a lot of build up and a lot of character development. Right, that's why people I, loved him so much because they yeah. knew who he was, they could connect with his cause. That's something that I, I get kind of sick of. Like it's a trope that's used a lot now, like the whole surprise villain, where it's like you spend the entire story sometimes not even knowing there's a villain, and then all of a sudden, oh, yeah. this person was a villain, and then you're like spending like the last bit yep. of the movie being like why and our you know <laughs> iron man three yep iron man three yep <laughs> so many um but yeah <laughs> excellent uh, it's a, a very surprise i knew i was gonna like it but i was kind of surprised yep. at how much i liked it very much what the trailer gives you yeah also the acting oh my god the acting is on a whole nother level for marvel yeah, Ethan Hawke, Oscar Isaac. I mean, top top notch. The Murray Abraham, he's in the show as well. He was in uh, uh, that comedy show. <laughs> Mythic I Quest. don't know. I like him. He's good. Yeah, yeah Mythic Quest. Absolutely agree. Like you got, get, you're getting like these A plus level actors. It's yeah, really cool to see. And it, it's like it's one of those things where it's like I'm glad they signed on to this. You know, where it's like yeah, one thing definitely. to be like, yeah, you're gonna be a part of the six picture deal, but maybe they are part of this maybe because it's not that sort of thing. And maybe you're like, yeah, you can sometimes get these giant actors to step in. If you're not going to be like, here's a contract for 10 movies. I don't know. Yeah. Oscar Isaac. I mean, he's just, he's top of his class right now. Yep. hundred percent. All right. Um, I, I remembered that. <laughs> that uh last time we did a podcast i'm not gonna say too much i'm not gonna take up too much time on this but i ended up i saw the lost city and i completely forgot to talk about it i told you no you talked about did i on the podcast i told Mm -hmm. you when we were in person i said i saw the lost city 
I forgot to talk about it on the podcast when we were about to I watch. Thought, it. I thought you talked about it. Maybe not. That's the thing. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't have too much to say. The movie's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I saw it with uh, my wife, Amber, and friend Manisha, and they liked it a lot more than I did. So I don't know. <laughs> Take that as you will. Take that as you will. Luke, what have you been watching slash playing? Um, so I watched Death on the Nile. Oh. It's on HBO Max, I think, or Hulu. <laughs> it's one of those two. One of those. Um, you can say for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. My, my wife and I have watched both of these now. Um, was it Murder on the Orient Express and uh, Death on the Nile? And yeah, I think um, these are books that I loosely was familiar with growing up. Um, Hercule Poirot, um, murder mystery books that have now been turned into movies. And, you know, I can't say I know the book well enough to know how accurate this is, but I don't know. It's a a good murder mystery i i'm always a sucker for a good murder mystery i thought the characters were pretty well developed i really enjoy hercule um hercule Poirot, <laughs> played by kenneth brannigan um he's just he's a great actor um this is just a a good cast really all throughout um russell brand i actually thought was really good serious role you know he has plenty oh, of roles where he's ridiculous that. in it but uh yeah a lot of people that I kind of recognize, but not too much. Thomas Bateman, um, his book, who's like a, Hercule's a right-hand man. Um, but yeah. Oh, it was also directed by C- Kenneth Brannigan. Okay, cool. Mm, yeah, I think a lot of times that that can uh, make a show a lot better. I'm a starring actor also directs it. It's like, I think there's a better application of the vision sometimes. Yeah, and he's um, done that a few times, I think. You know, he's obviously directed several, several things. And every now and then he'll act in his own movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just really good throughout. I don't know. It's uh, it's such a cool Gal Gadot, obviously. I, I didn't mention her, but she's kind of the, the face of this movie. Um, because everyone's kind of kind of familiar with her. Um, but uh, it was a really good transition from what was i would say a solid you know first movie to a solid second movie um you know obviously this is based on the books but you just if you could pick like two nice opposing settings it was like perfect because you have this like really snowy like northern well it's the orient i don't even know where that part is but it it honestly it looked like the alps or whatever so it must have been I think you know, so. the, the mountains of China or something. I don't know where the Orient Express goes. It maybe through Northern <laughs> Europe into China or something. I don't. Does really it know. even exist? But I don't know. <laughs> probably. Um, <laughs> so you have this like snowy train like making its way through the mountains in the winter, and then you have this like really sunny, you know, on the Nile River and the the pyramids and just a, a whole different setting that was just kind of a nice contrast. So it really felt like, okay, this is the second movie after the first movie. Probably a lot of people don't even realize death on the Nile is the second in this like Hercule Poirot series, but um, it really doesn't matter if you've watched one before the other, there's, there's a little bit of references, but if you have, it's a nice, you know, watch the first one and then watch the second one. And yeah, just, just, just recommend. I, I don't, I don't have a lot to say. Just, 
It's a lot of fun and streaming now. So catch it while it's still streaming. Yeah, I got to catch this one. I know Amber really wants to watch it. She's actually is a fan of uh, those books like Agatha Christie and all that stuff. She she is a pretty big fan of that. So she's been wanting to see yeah. it. So we're gonna have I really to enjoyed this. Check it out. I think most people will. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have two other things. Um, Crusader Kings 3 came onto Game Pass. It was kind of the big featured thing here in April and so i streamed this game and i opened it up and i'm like okay cool this is going to be like a you know strategy real-time strategy game i'm gonna like take over like countries i'm gonna like collect resources not at all (laughs) I, i didn't know what it was i was just assuming you know okay crusader kings it makes sense it's you know a clone of civilization and the horror all the other game right versions of that um so this is i'm sure this is a category where there's other games in it i've never played one like this obviously this is the third version of this one but it is a game where you start off as a what do they call it um it's like a lesser king so you're the king of an area so this is like the time in which you would have like uh was it vessels or feudal yeah feudal yeah. um people below you who have a section of your country and they are like the lords over it and then you're the king yeah the feudal system um so you're the king you have you know depending on which one you pick you have like three or four five or six feudal areas that you are the king over and then if you zoom all the way out it's like a whole map of like northern africa um all basically all of Europe and then just like starting into like China. So like the whole like middle East and all that included. And so there's like all these countries and then you like zoom back in and you have your little area and then you have the neighboring countries. And the way it works is you, so you select characters. You can like go around on the map and like click on a flag and it'll say, okay, this is the King over this area. And this is his wife and this is family members. And this is his cousins and this is his court. This is his advisors, so on and so forth. So it's very much a political strategy game. I think that would Hmm. be the best way of like putting it. So for instance, one of the first things I did in the game that I'm playing right now, I'll try to make this short. This can be very long. We have a lot to say, I think about the next thing. So I'll try to make this a little fast. Um, so you, you you go to like, you say like, my first thing was like, okay, I'm going to put out a proclamation that anybody who has a claim on another throne, you can come and be a guest in my court. This is just one of many things you can do. So I put out the claim and then several people came in and there was this one lady who was actually the granddaughter of the King of France. So I said, okay, interesting. So I started, you can do these little things. You can send a gift. It'll be like 75 coins, which I guess is a lot of money in this game. And the person will, they have like a little meter and then it'll say like what their opinion of you is. And it'll just be like a number from like zero to a hundred or all the way down to negative a hundred. So the worst being negative a hundred and the best being a hundred. So you, you give them, you know, these 75 coins and then all of a sudden they like you 20 points more and it'll just like jump up underneath their name. And then you can also do things, these schemes. So you can do one where you seduce someone or you romance them, or you try to sway their opinion of you. And it'll take like two, three, four years. So there's a little thing that shows the time. And if you're in like the one X mode, it'll be like a day will pass. Like, so the year passes fairly quick. And then you can set it all the way up to one and a half X. Whereas like the month will go by like, 
almost as fast as the day was going by in that. So you can like really fast forward time if you want to, but a lot of times that's a disadvantage because your enemies can collect their forces. And yeah, I'm, I'm rambling a lot, but there's this, all these things to do. And I, at first I was like, this is so boring. I don't know why I'm interested in this. <laughs> and I typically hate like games where you have to read a bunch of stuff, but I found myself really enjoying this game huh. for some reason. Every time, like it would pop up a notification, like your son, who is the baron of this area, has invited you to a feast. And I'd be like, okay, great. I'm going to go to the feast. You can either not go or go. Great. I'm going to go. And then, like, a couple days will pass and they'll be like, the food has been served. It'll be like this, like, 10 day feast. Huh. And so, like, it'll give you updates about things that happen at the feast. And sometimes there'll be like a drama, like, this they, for some reason whenever you're romancing someone several times has popped up it's so it's so stupid yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go to a dinner where they're at and you'll be seated next to them it's like oh I'm, I'm so nervous to see them you you hear the loudest fart you've ever heard in your what? Life. <laughs> and then it's like you have to choose do you take credit for it do you not take credit for it or do you try to ignore it <laughs> <laughs> and depending on what you choose to do, like their opinion of you will change. I don't know. This is a very complicated game. I could go That's on for so a lot funny, longer. What? I've talked too much about it, but I I don't know. I never would have thought I've been recommending this game. I didn't know what it was at all coming into it. But if you're looking for a game that's not stressful in the least, yeah. like it's the most like relaxing thing. It's like the exact opposite of what I typically am playing with these Twitch based first person shooter games. I don't know. I would recommend it. It's what's it's the name fun. of the game? It's just again? fun. Crusader Kings three. Um, it's got really good reviews on steam. So a lot of people obviously must agree with me. It's like 91% positive. Um, 93% all time positive reviews. It's just funny. And then of course you can, you can start wars and you can try to take over other countries. Um, but there's all these political things you can have your, you can pick, kings around them to have to raise your children and if they're better at different things that will influence the way your children are raised <laughs> oh yeah and uh, by the way you can die and then you will then pl play as the heir to your throne oh okay. which is kind of crazy or you can get sick and you better make sure you have a good doctor there when you do get sick and you better choose whether you want to do the experimental <laughs> like treatment or the regular treatment it's just i don't know it never would have thought i liked the it possibilities but it's, it's are endless <laughs> it is it's incredible how in-depth it is it, that is pretty awesome yeah i don't know how long i'll be playing this but for now it's 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 in my it's in my role right now so <laughs> well cool here's the new genres of uh yeah of uh of games that you've uh, i've always loved strategy games i've just i've never played one that's so slow like this mm. and yet i've still enjoyed so much I don't know. They're just like the little stories and stuff. They're interesting enough and they're not like they don't write so much text that I that I don't want to read it all. You're sitting there reading it's for like, ages. It's like three sentences and it's like, okay, I yeah. can read that real quick and make my choice. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, I might have to check that out. It's on Game Pass, right? Yeah. And there's just one one last thing I wanted to mention real quick. Yeah. Um, so this guy, Eric Grav. Grank Grankvist, I guess <laughs> how you say his name. I don't really know. Um, he has this YouTube channel, so it's Eric E R I K Grankvist, which is G R A N K V I S T, and he has 
probably one of his most heavily featured on his channel, I would guess. He has this two-hour video. Yeah, it's like right at the top. Where he built a log cabin like our forefathers built it. And when he says that, he means it. So Bethany and I haven't finished it. We got about 45 minutes into this video last night, and it is it is incredible. It's it's the kind of content on paper you would not think that that would be interesting, but man, like <laughs> it's just awesome. He is out here by himself in the woods cutting down like you know 100 foot pine trees with a handsaw by himself processing the wood he's lifting these massive logs up oh my god the most i mean it's all of it is impressive but the most impressive thing is he i'm assuming we've only got 40 minutes in but it looks like he's trying to make a cellar beneath his cabin and so he he was digging out with a shovel <laughs> all underneath the front part, he was going to put a door in there and he came upon these like large boulders. And instead of like trying to build around them, like most people would because they're massive, right? He got a little hand chisel and he drilled a hole by hitting this chisel over and over and over and over again. And he drilled three holes across and then he pounded this little wedge in until he cracked off a chunk of the rock small enough to where he could lift it up out of the thing. And then he did that over and oh over. Oh like, my God. Like 50 times. There's like so many massive rocks down there and he had to just chip away small pieces. Cause these are like the back of a truck size rocks, like absolutely huge rocks. I, I've never been impressed with a human being more than this guy. Like he's young just, too. And a lot of this he does in the winter with a lot of snow. I just I have no idea how he does it. He goes down to the to the river and breaks the ice with his hatchet and just jumps in naked and swims in some parts. Good he is Lord. he is a woodsman through and through. And I I commend you, Eric. You are something. <laughs> so how is this like? Presented? I aspire to be as man of you as you. Does he like kind of talk his way? Talk you'll talk you zero talking. Zero talking. Not okay. a not a word is uttered. He has, I think he has some music that plays and it sounds like he's recorded some of the sounds and he'll put some of that in like the sawing and stuff, but there's not a word from the very moment. There's not a word. And he's got a lot of good like shots of like moose and deer and eagles and geese flying by. And he just really puts you in the woods out there. And Mm. I think that's one of the things that's very relaxing about this as well. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. It's, I think anybody, anybody should watch at least some of this. Just, yeah, it's a pretty incredible. Even if it's not your thing, I, I, I can see how this is not a lot of people's thing. They don't aspire to go out in the woods and they certainly don't want to build a cabin by themselves. But seeing what this kid accomplished is just incredibly interesting and so cool. The, the cellar thing is insane. Just watch enough to see the cellar part. It's just, <laughs> it's ludicrous the work he put in. Most people would just never even attempt it. Eric Grankvist. 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 Got it. Gotti. I want to know where he just has all this land to just be completely alone for two years building this thing and nobody bothers right. him. Right. I want to be there. You can't <laughs> do that sometimes. and like have an office job either. Probably so. Canada. I would I would think Canada somewhere. One of these videos, it has. Like I think he visits. Million. I think he comes and does work and then goes home. Like he, I think he's filming on the weekends. That's my okay. assumption. I don't think he's just up there. I think he took two years 
of taking trips up there and working. That's my assumption. Not two years ceaselessly. I don't think I don't think he's actually up there. <laughs> I mean, there's just especially in the winter, there's just not enough resources to yeah. feed yourself, and the amount of calories he's burning is just insane. So mm-hmm. get sick as can it's be. it's amazing. Just yeah, that's <laughs> so cool. Awesome. Anything else? No, that's about it. That was that was the most I've had in a while. I've spent a lot of words there. <laughs> Ready for the the main event? Yeah, I think this would be interesting here. All right, so uh, Morbius, you know, Indeed. obviously the long-awaited Morbius. You know, it's been delayed probably like four times. I might be exaggerated, yep. but I, I, if I'm COVID wrong, movie. I'm not off. Yeah, COVID movie. I'm not off by too much. It's it was supposed yeah, to come out a long time ago. So yeah, I mean, let's go ahead and get into it. Luke, what do you think about Morbius? I was amazed at how good I thought this was compared to how many terrible things I've heard said about this movie. <laughs> I think this movie is redeemable in a lot of ways. I think the story's actually pretty well told, but just organized terribly and very confusingly. I really like Jared Leto actually in this movie. I I don't know. I, I'm bordering on saying I like this movie, but oh, wow, okay. you know, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of things wrong with this movie. I, I I would not doubt that, but I was just amazed, like coming out of it, going abysmal, really, a five, really. I don't know. I just I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh... I'm not at the other side of that or anything like that, but yeah, I, I did not like this, but at the same time, I very much came out of it. Like, yeah, I mean, if I were to talk about like superhero movies, I would be like, okay, that's one of the ones that are, isn't very good, but yeah, it's not, it's not on the level or even really encroaching on the level of uh fan four stick for me this is above no not even close really for me and i was really surprised because i really thought it would be right i mean well this is a movie for one uh it has that going yeah. for it which fan four stick is Ugh. uh i don't know but um <laughs> this i would put this above venoms the venom movies personally definitely uh, for me for me because like okay so the, the biggest problem for me with this movie, like Venom, I feel like it was just obnoxious, like insanely obnoxious. Like yeah. I'm, I'm being slapped by, by a rubber chicken for an hour and a half. Just like, I don't like yeah. this. I don't like this. Ow, stop it. I don't like this. I'm not laughing. This hurts. Ow. Um, but with this. Just a terrible script. Awful. Just terrible script. My, my major thing problem with this is I found myself bored all, through a lot of the movie um, where I just felt myself not being entertained which is there were parts where i was like huh yeah i, I kind of like perked up and i was like huh okay but through a lot of it i just kind of felt i i was tired for one i was tired <laughs> going into it and honestly for me that's not a big problem like um like amber for one when amber goes and see him sees a movie if she's not into it if she's bored and she's tired she's falling asleep I generally don't have that sort of thing. I have a high tolerance for being bored or movies being slow, like the power of the dog, you know, boring movie. But I was like, this isn't a problem for me, (laughs) you know, like uh, 
inside Lewin Davis. Pretty boring, but I love that movie. Um, so boredom isn't like one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'm bored. It's not like the worst thing. But for some reason, for me, I just with this one, I just what didn't feel myself being able to really engage with it too much. And for me, it like made the movie feel long. I remember I, I joked about this with you toward, when we left the theater, but there was a point in the movie where like, like I, I kind of just was like lost in thought thinking about the beginning of the movie being in like thinking, wow, that feels like so long ago when I was watching <laughs> the beginning of the movie, when I was sitting here in theaters, watching the beginning of this movie that I'm watching right now. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not, the movie's under two hours long, I think, or just two hours long. It's not the longest movie ever. It's honestly probably pretty short for a superhero uh, movie. I and it, and it's hard to kind of put your hand on it, put my hand on it as far as why I found this one so boring and I wasn't bored during, say, the Eternals, which had a lot of boring moments in it. You know, um, yeah. I can't really put my finger on it. Maybe I think a big aspect of it is because I've seen a lot of this stuff before. You take a lot of the, like the fact that it's, you know, yeah. a Marvel movie out of it. It is a vampire movie. You know, yeah. it, at the end of the day, it is just kind of like, okay, here's another take on a vampire movie. I mean, yeah. really that is what it is. Yeah. And so I, I feel like I've seen this sort of thing so many times. I kind of feel like I'm not really, vibing with it that much and no i agree i don't think there's a single aspect of the movie that's terrible like i really don't understand abysmal i, I don't know why that really kind of ticked me off i came home and I, I i somebody had posted on instagram i think and they said not only is morbius abysmal but its post credit scene is in danger of infecting the entire marvel cinema universe oh my god i was like what no. I just watched that movie. I don't agree with any of that. Was I've seen it bad? A lot. Sure. Was the post credit scene bad? Yes. But I don't know. I mean, I really did think Jared Leto was pretty darn good in it. It was probably one of my favorite things. His acting was pretty good. Yeah, for I what don't it have was. A problem with anyone's performance in this movie. Like even even like uh, Matt Smith. Matt Smith. I did not like Matt Smith. He was doing. I think I just don't thing. like Matt Smith. <laughs> I think yeah. that's part of it. I just don't. I really like him as Doctor Who. I just don't. He's not I for me. I haven't watched Doctor Who, but he he was he was having a fun time. Uh, he was doing a maybe something different in this movie where he was like kind of cheese ball. Um, but I don't know. As someone who during the no. movie was kind of like bored during a lot of it when he started acting like a lunatic i kind of like was like oh my god and i kind of woke up a little bit when he's there screaming and being ridiculous as this over-the-top villain and yeah. in moments that being I said not like that i, I think there's like him a lot of ways where he doesn't really work that well he's just kind of the bad villain. guy that i just can't wait to die <laughs> i'm just right. like just shut up already well i think like his also like him as a villain his motivation doesn't hmm. Mm. I, I, yeah no as far as like i can i will talk about it when we get into spoilers i guess um but yeah it, i didn't like it and yeah the i thought the end credit scene was ridiculous but 
endangering the entire cinematic universe. So ridiculous. I don't know about all that. <laughs> Come These on. hot takes are too hot. Right. It's a it's a, a hammer in search of a nail. I think a lot of the times people you know? are. I think I think people are jumping on the wave and they're just like, yeah, let me put my two cents in. Right. Everybody hates it. Me too. It's like, take a second, think about the movie. Like, recall the whole thing. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe it's I just can, me. Maybe it's just me. I could name five I or agree. I could name tons of worse Marvel movies. It's like this, and then I can name tons of worse DC movies. And so when people are saying like Jared Leto in Marvel's worst and DC's worst, aha, got him. But no, no, that's not true. Like I can think of a lot of movies worse than Suicide Squad and a lot of movies worse than Mobius, like yeah. much worse. But not worse than Fantastic Four. That's the bottom. That's the thing. That is the bottom. That's the absolute bottom. You know, for a movie that was theatrically released, yeah. that is the bottom. And 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 the things that are being said, I feel like you have to compare it to that. And it's just uh, that's that's where it's just like I, I just don't even see how it's a comparison. Look, I always do. I always do. Anytime I hear worst and superhero movie in the same sentence, yeah, it's like. I, my mind go watch fantastic those. four and come back and tell me that right because now. yeah you're not gonna I mean, you're not gonna think the same thing after you watch that awful awfulness people think when i say fantastic fan four sticks the worst they think i'm not comparing it to like the likes of like steel and howard the duck i am i am i am it, there's it, a comedic i mean the fantastic four was not it wasn't funny at all it never tried to be funny it just it's a disaster yeah it was just it's a face palm that's the entire movie is just a face palm and this movie is you know for uh, you know generic as it is i feel like it's it's competent you know it is i feel like it could actually have been a pretty decent movie with some rewrites you know sure rethink the way we're telling this story Maybe delete a scene that has. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. There's a scene that just is completely disconnected from the entire movie. Yeah, there. There's nothing in here that is. <laughs> mm, that most of the stuff that's in this movie is not irredeemable. There could be something there. Again, Jared Leto. Yeah. He's. I thought he was fine. You know, like it's probably is. You know, as far as this and stuff Jared goes, Harris, like, that is the doctor. Like he. He did a great job. I thought. Yeah, yeah, he's always good. The father but, um, figure. Yeah, yeah there, there's stuff, there's things in here. It's just the thing about it is to me, it's like it didn't justify is its existence to me to where it was like I saw something that you know that I could take away from this where I was like, oh, I haven't seen that before or play out in this way or that kind of character interact. I mean, I, I don't know, like. Like that's kind of how I felt with like Eternals. There's a lot of stuff where I felt like, oh, I- I'm seeing things here and there that I haven't gotten in other movies. But like mm-hmm. I, you know, but with this, you know, I I do feel like, okay, I've kind of seen all of this before. Even though we live in this movie it, takes place in a world where vampires exist, we're kind of relearning yeah. these. Rules. It really feels like a movie that should have came out at least ten years ago. Yeah, and and we should be getting this like killer sequel now, right? Um, yeah, you're exactly right about that. It just feels like 
Hmm. Why would we watch this right now? It's funny that like looking at the the poster, a new Marvel legend is born, but it's. I don't know. Talk about like trying to hitch their wagon to something. Oh my gosh. Doesn't want to be hitched to. Um, is there anything you also want to say before we move into spoiler territory? Probably not. Let's start spoiling. Let's do it. So yeah, if uh, you don't want to be spoiled for this, peace out. Or if CJ, yeah, you go you're, watch it if you want. <laughs> if CJ, if you have no intention of watching this movie, welcome aboard. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, CJ. Let's go. <laughs> Let's talk about Morbius. Spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. Um, I mean. Do you want to start with the end? Do you want to start with that post-credit scene? I mean, that seems what a lot of people talk about. A lot of people want to hear about that post-credit scene. That much I love how movie. high Michael Keaton is credited in IMDb. How high is he credited? Is he like second He's, tier? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, seventh person list. Outrageous. <laughs> That's outrageous. What is happening? I mean, he's not even technically in the movie, is he? Not at all. He's in the post credit scenes. That's not the movie, right? No, it is strange. I don't think having, that's the movie. <laughs> it's strange having like a post credit scenes like that the way they do it, where it's like this is like after the title. Like they show the title and the screen yeah. goes black, and there's the first one. The double hit. Right. And then there's scene. like the cinematic credits before they start rolling. And before then there's yeah. that one where they're like two minutes apart. It, it's a it's a strange we want to make sure you don't miss it, basically. I guess. I don't know. I guess so. Yeah, it, it is hilarious. I mean, like, I don't understand it. Understand why? No, I don't it's the think the epitome it... of an afterthought. Yeah, it, it's just so strange. Like, I I had so many questions in my head as it was happening. Because, like, when Michael Keaton has to be shaking his head when he sees that scene. He is just on, he's a man who is on board. He's just, I'm on board. You know, he, I don't know if I'll do anything, but I'll do a lot. You know, I think that's, <laughs> that's what he does. And he's usually, oh, he's almost always good. He's not like he's terrible. He, he doesn't have time to be terrible. He's just, it, it it's <laughs> funny because I, this, a lot of this, I think obviously was done recently because again this movie was supposed to come out before yeah no way home like yeah. a good deal before no way home and so i think they had to retool a lot of this and boy does it feel like it <laughs> very much yeah the, yeah one of like, the biggest things i wanted to mention was that scene where he gets dropped off at the beginning of the movie yeah <laughs> Um, what when he's like, I'm me, a doctor. me jumping from us being at the end of the movie to now at the front of the movie, but I just I kept thinking about it. I don't know why it was it was living in my head. It it shouldn't have been, but it was. What? I don't know. That's all I can say about this. What? It's the freaking scene from the trailer, and it connects to nothing. It makes no sense. Right. Is it just it makes no sense at is, all? Is all that is is him catching bats li- literally? Is that what was happening? But what was, was so weird is bats. they had that scene. Well, no, he wasn't even catching bats. He was like having their saliva hit his hand because they right. had something in their saliva that like does something to blood. Right. That right. was the thing. He wasn't right. even catching them. So they so they showed that scene and then they did that thing like 30 years before or something 
yeah. 25 years, whatever it was, who really cares? And then the movie just played out without ever doing any of those like things. Am I right? Am I remembering wrong? Right. It was never like a text that's like now it's 20 years later or something. I don't oh, think gosh. there ever was. I don't think so. It <laughs> so is kind of just this the weird scene thing. was just <laughs> I thought that was gonna be okay. This is a transformation. He becomes Morbius after this. No, it, he just was doing something and they filmed it. <laughs> it's almost like they didn't know how else to start the movie. Almost like we want to we don't want to just show him as a child. We want to show something that is exciting and interesting while there's popcorn still in the bag. Like that felt like it was completely seen shot completely separately. Cause that was the worst acting and the worst script part of the entire movie was that one scene that like what the guy says and all that, like don't want to be around there after dark. It was horrible. And then <laughs> Jared Leto, I am a doctor. It was God awful. <laughs> Yeah, I can't say start. enough about how bad that one scene was. It, it just, if anything ever needed to be cut out of that movie, just start as he's a kid. It would have been fine. Right. It made no sense. It, it never connected. They never referenced it. It was just like, will this happen? Okay, here we go. Here he is as a kid, and let's get this movie going. I thought it was a little funny because the guy was like, oh, man, I don't want to. Yeah, as you said, I don't want to be here after I don't, dark. We, we shouldn't stay around after dark. And then, like, Five seconds later, he's like, we should probably be getting going. You just landed. Right. And he starts what? immediately. Like he like cuts his hand leave. and all the bats come pouring out of me. He doesn't even give them like any like he he's like, and okay, agree to us what they're doing. Or it's just like, put the thingy over there. Right. It, the it's mouth pretty the funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, with the child scenes. Okay. So. I don't know. It, it this is the only, like there were, it, if you're expecting a movie that's like if you think it's going to be like so bad and you're going to laugh and laugh and laugh at it. It's this isn't I don't think that kind of movie, but there's a few scenes. When they're a kid, when they're like when they're kids and the they're like looking at the window and those kids are like oh, what the freaks. <laughs> these kids who are like they're sick (laughs) explain in some way why they're laughing they'll just have to say something stupid like evil and the cattle that's the only reason why this one kid is going to be a villain and michael isn't is because he got pushed down by these kids once and michael did not that's really it there's no other reason given that you would ever think why Michael wouldn't become a villain, but he would. Yeah. <laughs> he had one extra scene with those bullies. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also There's not much to say about that. It's just so stupid. I also think it's pretty great. You know, you mentioned that actor who's like their, their doctor, like at the beginning of the movie, Jared Harris. Yeah. Yeah. And 25 years like pass. And he looks exactly. Yeah. He's the vampire because <laughs> he is immortal. He's an old man to begin with, and after they, twenty, they, didn't have, they ran out of money on for the prosthetics, Jordan, <laughs> or to hire a younger actor for the earlier scenes. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I. I <laughs> oof, that's really funny, but I don't understand. <laughs> It's funny to see it just be ignored completely, you know, yeah. to be like, eh. Eh. 
At least make him look even older. Just At least a work bit. a little bit on that. I'll buy a I'm lot. Not try to youngify him. <laughs> make him look decrepit. <laughs> right, right. Um, I do. I do kind of like these earlier scenes a little bit with uh with Michael. Honestly, like you know, I, I mean, it's I I'm there for it. You know, with the whole, it makes sense for me. Like criticize it for being lazy or whatever with the pro the synthetic blood kind of makes sense for yeah, me yeah. that yeah these are the kind of things that. that i'm saying that like these are the reasons that i came away saying you know there's a lot of pretty good stuff in here right despite a lot of stupid organization like scenes that shouldn't have been in there at all right just like confusing ways of telling the story yeah. You know, honestly, I I'm, I would like to imagine a movie that was an hour and a half in how I might, how the movie would be paced differently. And well, how first I scene might feel. can just go. Right. That'd be a good start. Um, right. Just, exactly. Yeah. We don't need to know why there's a big thing of bats in his lab. We don't need to see yeah. the scene where he shows up to save the location filming and <laughs> just don't yeah. do that. Um. But but yeah, like it is. That's interesting. I mean, that the fact that he is a doctor who had has a blood disease, and of course, he would dedicate his life to try to figure that out. Yeah. And the fact that he might create a synthetic blood—that's yeah. not bad. That's not bad. That's uh. And I really enjoyed all the scenes when he's first getting his powers and like learning to like, you know, with the what is it called? When he closes his eyes, the sonar. Um, yeah whatever the bat radar is right right um, i'm blanking on the name of it but i thought that was good and you know eventually the like flying that he learns to develop and kind of testing out is like the whole spider-man like or origin kind of mm-hmm. telling when he's figuring out what he can do um i thought that was good yeah yeah i'll sell i'll, I'll kind of second with you there um if there's a lot of bad superhero movies that like something that they won't get down is like the powers and like the visualization of the powers. Like for instance, green lantern. I, I don't think green lanterns yeah. that bad. I think it's just pretty bad. And, um, but yeah, th- those powers look pretty lame on screen. And even then it's like, you'd see it yeah. and you're like, I think the visualization of his powers are pretty decent here. I think like the way you see him like move at like super speeds in like that wispy effect kind of reminded me of uh that uh nightcrawler scene in x-men yep. 2 yep. um that wispy effect i think oh, that's yep. pretty cool honestly i think it's not a bad idea yep. it looks kind of neat and the and i'll give it a lot of credit for this the vampire effect like when he's in full vampire mode it looks pretty cool like honestly yeah. yeah i mean he looks pretty cool it's one of those things where it's like the cgi was not bad no. yeah on no. both of the uh you know, altered humans or whatever they're called. If you're a fan of Morbius, which I am not really, I mean, I'm just like, okay, I just kind of know who that is and seen some content with him. I'm not like, right. a fan. but there's like a bit where like the thing you can kind of get sometimes when you see a superhero thing and you get the feeling when you see that superhero on screen at the very least, you should be able to get that oh, cool, I'm seeing that character. That's how I feel when I watch, for instance, Ghost Rider. Like, not great right. movies, but when I right. see Ghost Rider and he turns into Ghost Rider, I'm like, I get a little. That's awesome. I feel like if you're into Morbius, yeah. you'll get that here because when he turns yeah. into like vamps out, he looks pretty good. Yeah, looks that's a pretty good. And design. I think 
I think one of the best things it does is it really keeps you on edge with the whole like need for blood. I always felt like, you know, he's going to need to take another hit. I, I really, I like that. I, I, it added like an element of stress and like, I don't know. I felt, I, I felt like I felt what Morbius was feeling. It's like, yeah, like he's got to get, you know, more blue blood, but he's, it's losing its effectiveness and doesn't want to take the red. It's like, I, I felt that the weight of that, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder though, what, what was the result of that? I don't understand what happened. It's like there was a ticking clock, which is good. You, you got that ticking clock and this is a problem for him to solve to say, it's being less and less effective for me to take synthetic blood. I'm going to have to figure something out. And then the movie ends. I'm thinking he's going to try to fit my, my assumption was he was going to try to figure out a better synthetic blood. I, I guess that you, would be my guess. You have to. Uh, and because it's like, I mean, that's what I would do. I mean, cause he kind of just gives up at a certain point. In the movie is like, well, this is the only answer. I'm going to give one to him and I'm going to give one of these poison little injection things to me. There's no other way, you know, and even the yeah. doctor who's with it, she's like, really, you're not going to, yeah. you know, do your comic book doctor thing in the post credit scene. <laughs> right. So like, he's fine. Okay, he flies off. He didn't take it <laughs> in the credits roll. And we're just like, oh, Michael's nothing. too strong. It did nothing. Yep. Uh, yeah. We can just assume his body just spit it out. Right. And um, when I'll give it. Hmm. So the thing about a lot of these movies where you have the. It, it's a villain and it's a solo movie, you know, Venom, Cruella, I don't know, but like, you know, it, it, and you have to be like, okay, well, they have to be a little bit better than, than that. We can't go full villain. Um, yeah. I, I'll give it anti-hero. a little anti-hero. Yeah. Fully anti-hero. <laughs> yeah. I'll give it a little credit. There was a single moment where I thought that he was going to kill that nurse, that that, that was him killing that yeah. nurse. But Which, then I was like, oh, wait, no, nope, it's not. No. I actually kind of like the way they filmed that with the lights and stuff. Yeah, it was a little okay. bit of horror, yeah. horror thing there. Yeah, not, not bad. bad. Yeah, a little horror element going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was a moment where I was like thinking, oh, my God, are they going to have him do that? And if he does that, then he's a villain. Then, hey, cool. Yeah. No. Of, uh, they just made him a villain. Great. I mean, he did tear those guys apart and everyone yeah, kind of played he it off. Murdered like, those eh, people. Just a bunch of goons on a ship. Who cares? It's funny because that's how it's written. Obviously, you're not you're you're the you the audience is also yeah. supposed to think that is well. the obvious. Yeah. <laughs> you're not to care about these people because that one either, guy, right? W- that one guy was very rude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about those other people, but they we were only to assume that they are very he rude to her uncomfortable. He is really making her uncomfortable. Martin. And <laughs> let's assume the others would have done the same and they all deserve <laughs> horrible, horrible blood sucky death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he didn't care. He certainly didn't really seem to. I guess he cared a little bit when he saw it, but then he was like, eh, whatever. As long as I didn't kill that nurse. (laughs) Even the cops are like, we don't care about those people, but a nurse. Tyrese is in this, everyone, by the way. Tyrese is here. Tyrese is here. (laughs) In the form of a cop, an agent. (laughs) Yeah. There's some interesting things with Tyrese, like kind of like off uh, off the off the movie. But like he was apparently interviewed and he was like, he was under the impression that he'd have like this robotic arm of some sort. Um, which obviously, if you've seen the movie, is certainly not the case. It's weird that he was told that, yet not even close. 
Yeah, I don't know. He was saying like, yeah, that arm, it's going to he's going to really it's going to mess people up. Like when you see it, it's powerful. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe he did have an arm at a certain point in the movie. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure it went through some changes. Maybe there's a Snyder cut of this movie (laughs) where he has. I mean, why would there be? That (laughs) makes no sense. Because he he saved his arm because he was like, your synthetic blood saved my arm. Oh, okay. And, and yeah. so I imagine maybe there's either a Did he say that? No. In the movie. Didn't he, he say he saved it. his brother's life or something? No, he said it saved his arm because oh, okay. of, of some war injury of some sort. Yeah, I remember him saying that. I just didn't remember what was saved but yeah he has nine projects by the way that are in production really is one of them a santa claus uh christmas chronicles three yep are you kidding oh well he showed up (laughs) in the second one for like 10 seconds which i still can't believe but (laughs) so i had to ask if he was going to have a redemption in the next one where he's in it maybe for a few minutes (laughs) um what else can we say here um shoot (laughs) see the parts of this movie to where where it's like i feel like there's parts of this movie that are just kind of meandering where it's like after he gets his powers it's like okay he freaks out a little bit he tests out his powers and then enters the villain and then there's like some hemming and hauling of oh the cops are after him but oh it's actually him. Right. I don't know. Like throughout a lot of this, yeah. I was just kind of waiting for things to get going, yeah. I guess, you know, like that's I where do- the story structure suffered that, the, you know, apart from what we've already said, I would say that that's the, the other major thing that went from this being a movie that I could potentially say I liked to being a movie. There was like, it just wasn't very good. I almost thought it was going to be a race to the finish because like, after yeah. he gets out of prison, like, and he breaks out, and he like is like, "Oh, it was you!" And he it like, really should have been, yeah. Because after that, it's just him being bad for longer, and I don't really understand him at all. I I can't remember his name. I remember he gave him the name of like a bunch of the other kids who died Milo. or whatever. Milo. He's like, "You gave me my name." <laughs> um, I don't really understand him I at all. Lucian was a better name. Actually. Yeah, it sounds like a villain name too. Lucian. Yeah, I was like Lucian. Lucian. It's a Milo. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, no, <laughs> no. But I don't get what what's happening there at all. Yeah, he's just immediately evil. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I just. <laughs> I just really didn't like Matt Smith's character at all. Honestly, in the movie, it just. I don't know. It didn't play well to me. Just, just, just the whole time. I'm just like, stop. Just stop. <laughs> you know, like when he dances. I just want you to be mirror. evil or not. He's like, lives in this weird, like, I'm your buddy. And yet, for some reason, I'm just here to hurt people. It just was like, what? It just didn't make sense. Well, they start fighting almost. They start fighting like immediately. Like at first, he's like, you got to stop this. And you'd think that would be. Uh, a thing where 
Michael is instigating it and like trying to go after him, be like, you got to stop this. We got to cure you. And he's like, stay away from me or something. I'm not going back. I just don't understand why Milo wasn't in the same mindset as Michael from the beginning. It just, they didn't really explain why. I mean, he seemed like a perfectly normal kid at the beginning. Sure. Was he bullied? Yeah, but I'm sure Michael was bullied. No, no, no. He had a scene where he was bullied. That makes him evil. If Michael was being yelled at that he was a no. sick freak too. No. So it just no. was, no, he had an extra scene. <laughs> Weird to think he has the tendency to become evil because he may have been made fun of a little bit more <laughs> to me. That's it's a perfect example of where a movie has just fallen short that, you know, that, that, that yeah. kind of thing is a telltale sign that a movie needs to have, better writing rewriting you know maybe another writer come in to help develop characters it just it feels like somebody has maybe some ideas for one character but just has (laughs) hit a dead end when it comes to other characters um yeah that's where like a creative director needs to be there and be like look guys you know i've read over the script again and this just doesn't make any sense here we need to add something else to milo here to to have the you know, audience be able to sympathize. You have to be able to sympathize with everyone, you know, even if they're evil. Right. Like <laughs> and it just anything. Just, yeah. There was nothing there. Make it, it make nothing sense. burger. Right. And and like and they also do the thing where I really get annoyed. And this is not just a Morbius thing. A lot of movies that I like do this where so many Marvel movies do this, like MCU movies where the villain shares an origin story with the hero and it's basically just a palette swap you know like player two fighter or whatever is you know same power same everything i get so sick of this stuff in superhero movies i'm like i come in the spider-man movies for not doing that and it's funny venom had the nerve to do it twice (laughs) so it's like i'm so sick of this sort of thing it's so not interesting just to see a character who has the same powers have to just kind of like bang up against a character who can do the same thing. It's just, it's yeah. not fun for me. And yeah. they need to really stop that. And so I don't know. It, it's Venom just, did it in spades. In spades. Again, it did it two times yeah. in a row. That's insane. I know one of them was Carnage and another one was just generic symbiote, but still it doesn't make make it not true. Yeah. And the sad thing is that this is another Sony Marvel Universe movie that just does the exact same cookie cutter approach to a hero or anti hero, whatever. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, right. you just, you got to rethink this, guys. You're not headed in the right direction. Do you enjoy having your movie rated 5.2 on IMDb and 17 or whatever on Rotten Tomatoes? 36 on Metascore. Gosh, like, man. if you're in the business of making money, you need to rethink all this. Right. You're not giving people something they want to see. I think, like, a lot of it comes down to, like, did hmm, I'm trying to think of the, I'm trying to be charitable here. I don't want to be like overly mean, but like, did the people making this, like, I'm not, I'm talking about like the director. I'm talking about the writer. Did they want to make this? Did they see something there? Was there something to be done or was it just a big property or was it just a big Sony picture? Or did they say, 
Oh yeah, I so see a lot the of the main writer different to, to kind of help you along with this. The main writer wrote Gods of Egypt. Okay. Power Rangers. Okay. Which you enjoyed, didn't you? 2017's Power Rangers. I did enjoy 2017's Power Ranger. I have the poster here up on my wall. <laughs> the Last Witch Hunter. I never saw that one, but that's Vinny Vin, Vin D, right? And Dracula Untold. Ooh. Interesting. And probably the biggest writing credit is seven, oh, 28 episodes of Lost in Space TV show, which I think is the Netflix. Like the recent thing. one. Huh. Yeah. I mean, this is. This oh, yeah. A lot of stuff that I think has kind of been. Yeah. Subpar. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it just it seems like he was just the guy they hired. You know, it's like, oh, you man. get over Production here. And... assistant on the Santa Claus 3. Oh, boy. <laughs> you got to meet Jack Frost. It's been um, a lot of bad things. A lot of schlock, you know? Oh. It's it just, there again, like, even with some of these bad movies, I do feel like sometimes I'm like, okay, I see what you were trying to do. Like, and maybe it just didn't work. Yeah. But, but, but the sad thing is, I hate to say this, what he did specifically, the story is the worst thing. It really is. It's the it, worst thing about this movie. It's just it, there's it, nothing it, there. To me, that's always the sad thing when you see that a movie had a lot of potential and it just fell short in so many ways. Right. I, I would rather just hate a movie and be able to mock it for how it's bad in every single way than have a situation like Morbius where I think there's a lot of, like we've said, I mean, we've said it several times, but a lot of redeeming qualities that just were not executed well at all. Yeah. And at the end, there's just nothing there. It's kind of, it's like what we talked about. It's almost like the polar opposite of like, wonder woman 84 where it's like that's a really really mm. bad one but it's like that one had too much and they were just like we don't know what to do with any of this stuff we got like probably one good idea and like three bad ideas but we have all these ideas and it's, yeah. it becomes ridiculous and but with a this it concept just, for a for an enemy right this one they were like Okay, Morbius is a vampire. What can we do new to visualize that? You're like, okay, they came up with some cool looking things here and there, but okay, so what are we going to have him do? What's the what's his purpose? What's he trying to overcome? Like, what's where yeah. where does he start and where does he that get honestly to? could have been enough to make this movie decent is right there if you'd been able to had a better version of what he was trying to overcome, what he was trying to accomplish, right? Because you just you didn't have anything that people cared about it, it was it was kind of like they they you know they put matt smith matt smith in there sparingly like oh there's this conflict going on and then it was just kind of all this big crunch right at the end where it's like oh he's got his girl oh my god we gotta save him but it was like i didn't really feel like you ever you ever cared about that so you know, right just, no one really goes through anything in this movie everyone like start except you know, of, of course, Matt Smith's character just transform. I'm evil now. You know, yeah. other than that, everyone ends the same way they began of the movie, except, you know, of course, Michael's a vampire, but he's the same person. He doesn't really have to learn anything or figure anything out or accept anything. He just kind of the movie just kind of stops. <laughs> and It's just we're just left with the same exact characters. It's that that is kind of a strange thing that 
it's again the nothingness that like about it to where i don't feel like i'm going anywhere in the movie as i'm watching it i'm like where am i even going with this like i'm just kind of waiting for the movie to end in a way like waiting for that resolution to come and i can't really point to anything in the movie that i experienced you know (laughs) i could just be like okay i i recognize that it had a structure in in uh beginning middle and end and uh i i don't know like that, that's just i'm trying to it's figure out sad. why i'm bored it's very yeah yeah it's unfortunate yeah. unfortunate to see because really again the mark. it's not like you know where we talked about again one woman 84 where you're like i wouldn't this is just wrong like this is the wrong story no with this you could have done something with this this could have been good but here's a really interesting question on imdb um with Morbius having connection to Spider-Man, will this movie also have connections to Blade? I think that's a good question. Yeah, I mean... Will it? It, it depends on what its rules are. It's so hard to know, like, at the by the end of this, like, what, what are they allowing to happen with, like, with what happened in, at the end of No Way Home? Like, what... Because we're learning something here with... Adrian Toomes coming into this universe. We didn't know that any that someone could exit the MCU <laughs> until now. Like that's not something we knew about. The spell took place in the MCU, and we saw a bunch of people enter into it temporarily, but never have we seen someone exit it after the spell was completed. So, the Venom post-credit scene. Well. The Venom went from that universe into the MCU, and then at the end of Spider-Man, he exited the MCU, but we haven't seen someone from the MCU. But he left him behind. He did. You're right. Hmm. He did leave a bit behind. He left a little bit behind. Maybe Adrian's missing a thumb or something. He's like, oh, shoot. (laughs) I hate how he's like, so, like, whatever about it, because, like, the only, like, the biggest, like, motivation for adrian tombs in spider-man homecoming it was like you know what i'll do a lot of bad things but if it helps my family you know i'm gonna do it and so the fact that he just wakes up in another universe and he's like hmm does yeah. it hope the food's better here i was like are you freaking yeah. kidding me you don't care i mean that is a weird thing to have an mcu enemy crossover into a sony universe I see World. them sitting across the table That's a first. with the list of names and a list of characters <laughs> and them saying like which a baseball one trade, have? like a yeah. baseball trade. Thank you. Saying which one like baseball cards, a bunch right. of guys with <laughs> Sony has a very small book of cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Marvel has brought <laughs> the giant Rolodex in. Right. It, it's really bad. Which one would you like? <sighs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Here's the giant one that are yeah. instant nose. And here are the few. Yeah. Well, you can have uh Adrian Tombs. <laughs> I don't know if you want played by have... Michael Keaton. So He's Michael good. Keaton. He's a good know. actor. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it is hilarious. Like the the end line there when he swoops in and meets up with <sighs> Michael, the I don't know what I'm doing here, but I think it has something to do with Spider-Man, 
we should team up. I think we could do a lot of good. You know, I read a lot about you. A lot what do you good. say, Doc? I, I don't know what he's talking kind of about. Good. <laughs> I it just it's literally just write it. Just write it. Let's go. Write it. Yuck. Just write it. He like what there's nothing about him that Adrian like from everything we knew know about Adrian Toomes, there's nothing that makes us think he'd want to work with Michael Morbius. Oh my God. From the movie we just watched, there's nothing that makes us think that Michael Morbius would want to work with Adrian Toomes either. And so it's like <laughs> Yeah. It's it's like I said when we came out, uh, you know, whose third grade daughter of what the executive of Sony wrote that post credit scene. Right. It's it is that bad, isn't it? To where someone It is. I mean, it's it the most go. simplistic thing. I could absolutely write a better script for the post credit scene and I do not think I am a good writer. Right. But I could definitely come up with something much more entertaining than that. Yeah, it's like they had a computer write it. It's like they had like autocorrect write it. I don't know. It's it is really bad. It's the worst part of the movie. That's the thing. Like a lot of people are pointing at that. It's not indicative of what the movie is. That is the worst part of the movie. That's the only part of the movie I would point to and say that's terrible. And it's the post-credit scene. Um, everything else was just ugh, you know, just uh <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to find um so it has made 86 million worldwide at this point. I was trying mm-hmm. to find a budget number for it. Um, people might find it interesting to know that the original Venom went on to make, oh, what was it? Oh, gosh, I lost my spot. $856 million. Yeah, that's a whole in lot. 2018. And then the sequel went on to make $502 million. That's a whole lot. That's so, that, not that, bad at all. It's not a giant Half difference a bill either. Is not bad, especially um, you know that's during COVID, and the first Venom wasn't, yeah. and so and that's uh, that's the kind of money was. that that makes them keep making more. Um, right, right. So, Morbius in the U.S. Uh, grossed thirty nine mil in its first weekend. Uh, Let there be carnage. The Venom sequel did ninety. Which is incredible because it did more than the first one. And I would say the first one was actually maybe slightly better. Yeah. <laughs> Venom did 80, whereas No Way Home set the box office record <laughs> at 260. Hmm. So, <laughs> well, hang in there, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I was really, I was really just wondering uh, what the budget was and versus how much it made. I was wondering what, where the deficit was sitting at this point. I'll yeah, keep working on that. <laughs> I imagine 120 million, something around that ballpark. Yeah, if I had to be. throw out a guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think they know. Like when they at the end of this, I, I don't know. They just like set up a couple things. I don't know if they have any idea of where they're going with it. Like his girlfriend, well, I guess girlfriend, I don't know. She's a vampire now and Adrian Toomes is here and that's what's set up. And I, I don't think they have anything to do with one another because I don't think they really put any thought into it as far as what comes next. So it's 75 million, 75 million. Um, 
So they've already easily made their budget back. Um, whereas Venom was a hundred million and Carnage was a hundred and ten. Hmm. So okay, they're saying Mo- Morbius is not a complete failure. Yeah, that, no, so. it's not, that's again like they'll. Even though I'm not sure how long they're going to take like being post COVID in a post COVID world or whatever they're going to say, I don't know how long they're going to be looking at numbers through that, that filter. I don't know, but I imagine maybe they still might, but Um, in one weekend to make more than your budget is the sign of, yeah, just not failure. I'm just no kind of surprised. I don't think anyone looked at that 80 million, you know, globally and said, Oh no, you know what I mean? That's and then I always wonder when they say eighty million, is that gross though? Because it's probably not a net thing for the that's gotta be gross, right? I mean, you just gotta imagine these numbers are probably just gross just to sound (laughs) to sound bigger. Right. So I wonder what the net is compared to the actual budget. (laughs) Um I know the theaters get a much larger net in that first, I think it's two weekends versus Mm -hmm. the rest of the run. Is considerably smaller. Do you think? Okay, so assuming assuming this movie does decently, saying maybe it lands and at the end of the day made about two hundred million dollars and probably enough to justify at least financially a sequel. Do you think we're going to see another one? If you had to venture a guess, no, I would be surprised. It it would shock me to see a sequel come. I just think there's just there's so much bad press out there. I just don't. I think Sony's going to want to get away from this. Yeah, because like even with kind of like a mixed, mixed to negative critical reception of the Venom movies, I feel like there's a lot of people who love those movies. Like love them. Like oh my gosh. Like I like I've yeah. like people at my old job. Like I can't have these conversations anymore because I'm working from home. But people are like, oh my gosh! Like people are raving how good the Venom movies are, and so. But I don't think this one has that. You know. Yeah, that would be a hard conversation for me to listen to. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I'm not like, oh, I'm, you know. I, I, I you're usually an idiot. Like, yeah, I'm usually like, I'm like, okay, all right. And then no. and, and only say something if they ask me and I'll be like a mild Don't response. Don't you agree, Jordan? Uh, no, not <laughs> you know, something like that. Not that really. Not for me, but I'm glad you like, you know, but yeah, uh, again, because it's like, I don't even know what they're going to do. It's funny that like, the, apparently there is a Spider-Man in this universe, but it's like, is there though? Yeah. Is there really? Especially since the future of Spider-Man is just completely unknown at this point, too. It is. I feel like Sony is really, they're really hoping that Marvel comes around and makes more movies. I think they're just like, please, please, for the love of God, we've set up all this extended universe around Spider-Man. Give us something else. It's sad to see, you've set up this terrible extended universe, in my opinion. So... I just don't see how Marvel's going to really want to get in with that. No, it feels like the princess is being walked in to eat a poison apple a little bit. Absolutely. It's like, why would we do that? (laughs) We have a great universe. We have a streaming service. We have so many places we could put this that are successful and untainted, tainted by your, 
crazy bad scripts. They really don't really know how to do this this thing of building a universe or whatever. They don't really they just don't they don't get yeah. it. I don't it's I don't making movies, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, well well, you know is Sony the ones that we're talking about doing the Sinister Six? Yeah. Or was that a Marvel? No, that was, Marvel that was Sony. It was like off the back of like they, there was a lot of things floated around. Um, after That's so Amazing weird Spider-Man though, with all the out. other like Doc, Doc Ock, Electro, like Mysterio, all these ones that we've already been introduced to, and then what Sony's going to do it again, or it's they somehow going to like beg Marvel to let them use their version of Mysterio, Sandman, Vulture. Um, you did you hear about what they're trying to do next? Craven the Hunter. Yo, sorry, yeah, Craving the Hunter, but there's there's another <laughs> after thing. That. Yeah, after that, a Madam Web movie. Mm. Madam Web being like, from what I know from the animated series, I don't know much about Madam Web from the comics. She's like this mystical character who would often like guide, like act as a guide for Spider-Man. Yeah. And they, they, they want to do like a movie. I'm at a loss. I, 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 there, that is one of those things where if someone approached me about that, I would just be like, like, what, what are you talking about? Like it, I don't understand like Craven the Hunter, like a lot of this stuff, honestly, I do feel like is a bad, I've always been the person to be like, these are bad things to do if they're not, if the Spider-Man isn't involved, like, Craven the Hunter is more interesting because of Spider-Man. He just is like a big game hunter wanting to hunt the biggest game of all. Like, and he's a superhero. Like that's pretty cool, but take that aspect out of it. I don't know. I don't care. I, I, I haven't cared about a lot of these things that they've been, I haven't cared since Venom. Like, honestly, like ever since Spider-Man left the building with Sony, I, I just, don't care like no i want spider-verse in you know that's pretty much it i mean sony sony really just needs to be playing second fiddle with marvel studios and just let them do what they do best and right just be like you want to team up on a morbius movie that's what they should have done right like oh you want morbius to be like a spider-man villain yeah let's go oh you want to do a spider-man craven the hunter movie okay let's go but apparently that was supposed to be a thing like after like marvel like you know before they got no way home and that was good before they got that like one more marvel movie that was the next thing that toby uh, uh tom holland was going to do was going to be a spider-man craven the hunter movie with sony and it ended up you know working worked out with marvel where he can do another one but yeah out it's like who knows what's gonna happen but anyways man i think the biggest thing is gonna be talking him into playing spider-man more that's gonna be the problem right there's no way you only have so much patience with these actors to play the same character over and over again so i cannot imagine a world where he's going to agree to do it with sony like seeing what they're doing i do not i cannot imagine him wanting his legacy as spider-man to you know Oh, that would feel so weird if there was another Spider-Man, like somehow the fourth Spider-Man, but it's Sony. That would be, oh, 
Right. And at this point, (laughs) I remember thinking, oh, man, maybe it's Andrew Garfield who's in this universe. You know what? I don't even want to see that. As much as I want to see another, like, Andrew Garfield take another crack at it, not like that. Not like that. I do not want him showing up. He's gotten a lot older, too. Yeah, he's Spider-Man man. Now, he's really a man. (laughs) I do not want him showing up next to, like, these people doing this. You know, I don't want... It's and worse would than Jared ever. Leto even do another one? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think he would. I mean, I don't think he would. I can't. I can't help but think Jared Leto saw this, the final product, and just shook his head. Right. I can't. Because you, as an actor, probably have no idea what the movie's going to be like when you're shooting it. You know, it's such a yeah. different perspective. Us sitting in our seat, staring at the silver screen, versus you know, an actor on location you know, reading his script, doing his lines. It's just, and I've, I've heard actors say that in interviews. It's like, we really have no idea how something's going to turn out until we watch it. Yeah. And sometimes I've heard a lot of them just don't watch it. Cause they just don't want to know. They'd rather not know. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't blame them probably for some projects. At least I get the feeling like as much as like how everyone hates his Joker. Um, I get the feeling that he has like some sort of pride in that. Like he enjoys that like you know especially like when he came back for like the snyder cut i I just get the feeling that he enjoys playing joker but i don't feel like it would be like not saying he didn't care about morbius but i don't think it would be the same thing to where if like yeah sure i'll do it you know i feel like he'd be like "Eh, no okay i'm not interested gangster joker for me gangster joker or (laughs) whatever he was doing in the snyder cut i don't know (laughs) Anywho, that about does it. Sonic. Sonic's coming up next, though. It is. I'm pleased. <laughs> I'm pleased that we're seeing that. So good. Good stuff. I'm sure it'll be at least decent. Yeah, I think so, too. All right, man. Well, it was it was a time that we had talking about a movie. It was indeed. All right. I'll catch you guys next time. See you.